I was discouraged uh, with my inability, my inability, yeah. first mistake, to connect with people, to treat people like they deserve to be treated because they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I was discouraged. But I was discouraged because I wasn't fixed on Christ. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Doherty and I'm your host. Today I have our second, one of our second year students with us, Ben Bergman. Ben has, uh, he's, he's just finishing up his second year. We're in the last week, last half week really, of Bible school before we take a break and start summer camp. So, uh, uh, so it being the last week, there's lots of things going on. It's just a strange schedule. Uh, so everyone's having to keep the schedule with them and to, to know what they're supposed to be doing next. Um, so it's, uh, it's within that context that Ben has put some time aside to sit down with us. And I know that's not, not easy to do this week. So Ben, welcome here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I, I really appreciate again, you working some time out to do this. Uh, ben, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from? I'm from Iowa, small town, Iowa, only about 250 people. Okay. What's the name of the town? Arthur. Arthur. Is that yeah. North, South, where uh, is it? West central Iowa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. And how old are you? I'm 22. 22 years old. And you're just, just finishing up your second year, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, tell us a little bit uh, about your family. What kind of family did you grow up in? Are they believers? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in a, a believing family, a Christian family, growing, going to church, um, both parents uh, together, still together. Um, love the Lord. Um, yeah. I have four older sisters. I'm the youngest. Um yeah, and big family on both sides as far as extended family goes. So. Okay. And your parents uh, have been really supportive of you being here, right? Yeah, they have. They've yeah. been great. Yeah, because I, I know that because they've come to come back yeah. down to visit several times throughout these two years. It's always good to see them. Really, yeah. really nice couple. Um, so being the baby of the family and the boy, what was that like? It was good. Uh, I think often you say four older sisters and the youngest and people are like, oh, that must have been rough. and um, you know, the rough side of it was being smothered in hugs, you know, it's oh, wow. not, I was extremely blessed to have four older sisters. So, okay. okay. It's, it's good. And growing up in the church, uh, what was, what was it like for you? Um, you, you said that your parents love the Lord. Um, I'm assuming that your sisters do too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you grew up in a Christian family and being the youngest, you know, there was a lot for you to observe with all of that. Um, tell us about that. What was it like for you? Do you what, how old were you when you became a believer? Yeah. So when I was five, I accepted Christ as oh, my okay. savior. Um, yeah. Very young. So it'd be really hard for you to remember what things were like before then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, like I said, I grew up in church. I grew up in Awana, if you know what that yeah. is, memorizing yeah. verses. Um, so it felt very normal. And for me. people who maybe don't know what Awana is, it's a it's a club for kids to come and and learn script b- the basic principles to learn scripture. Mm-hmm. So they learn a lot of memory verses, but there's also a Bible story that's taught to them, and there's games and mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. So lots of lots of kids come together for for that once a week, mm-hmm. and and different churches will set up that program. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the, what you were involved in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and at home it was lived out still too. It wasn't just to go to church and um, continue the way it was. I was also homeschooled. And so all the way through, all the way through. Okay. And so that allowed me to 
around my parents really to keep God in what I was taught and mm. not be as influenced by what the world wanted to teach. So Okay. All right. So you grew up in a strong Christian family. You, mm-hmm. you came to Christ when you were five years old. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, so you, your parents, I mean, obviously, sounds like they were very involved in, mm-hmm. in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Good parents. Mm-hmm. Um, b- because they could. Not all parents can mm-hmm. do all of that, but mm-hmm. that was that's a blessing that they could. Yeah, it was. Um, okay. So then w- tell us about some of the struggles then. I mean, you know, it can't, it sounds, Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like it was just simple, right? Yeah. But that's that's never the case. So what were some things the Lord had to work in your heart as, you know, in, in growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was easy to ride on, you know, the coattails of my family mm. and and to go to church on Sunday, Wednesday night, and, you know, I could coast. And mm. so really, I, I believe I was saved at five, but didn't pursue it all that much if that makes sense Um, I was baptized when I was 15 and so really middle school is where I started to realize that I needed to make my faith my own and pursue a relationship with Christ Mm. and looking back I can say that with better vocabulary than I would have then okay you know just because I started to take it serious but I didn't know what I was doing okay and you know, so knew, the Holy Spirit was working in your in, yeah. in your heart and, and you were he was prompting you and you were obeying. Yeah, yeah. And and to look back now just to see the Lord's faithfulness in that, that I'm not if if he wouldn't have been working, who knows where I would have been. Mm. You know, as I got into high school moving into um, from Awana moving to our church I had just a youth group for middle school and then high school, some more stuff like that and and youth retreats and the Lord really used that just to draw me to himself and um, challenge me in what I thought because I'd, I'd run for so long just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you, what are you doing? Are you actually desiring to know me? Um, and so that's when I started to read God's word and yeah, just pursue him more on my own. Mm. Yeah, I can identify with what you're saying, you know, growing up myself in a strong Christian family and in a strong church and um, my parents being very involved in my life. The homeschool was not even an option then mm-hmm. um, that I knew of. And so it is it is really simple, easy, better to say, mm-hmm. more accurate to say, it is really easy to just coast yeah. and not realize that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I heard, uh, you know, sadly of a, uh, of a friend of our family that had, um, you know, he grew up in a Christian family. He was, um, he went on to actually, he went on to a torchbearer school and, mm-hmm. uh, he would, he would tell you that he profited from it and people were mm-hmm. very encouraged with what the Lord was doing in his heart and, and, and his obedience to the Lord. He went on to Bible college and, um, he, it was after that he seemed to start to struggle mm-hmm. and then he ended up leaving the, the the evangelical protestant church to go to the roman catholic church mm-hmm. and we were we were just talking about this the other day and uh, we heard that was from a conversation someone had with him is that he was really struggling with all the rules mm-hmm. that he was finding in protestantism 
and it was too difficult mm-hmm. to keep. And so he actually saw Roman Catholicism as being more simple, hmm. which, you know, if you know anything about Catholicism, you know, it's jam packed with, mm-hmm. with, you know, rules and standards and, 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 and instruction, you know, this, 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 yeah. um, which, you know, t- to be fair, we do the same thing in the Protestant church. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, really w- what we do is we look at, we look at doctrine and theology and we talk so much about it and we argue so much about it and mm-hmm. don't misunderstand me it's not that we shouldn't <laughs> that, that we shouldn't you know be thinking through studying the word and and knowing what's true but when when that study becomes the center and it becomes mm-hmm. the dependence of your life mm-hmm. we um we start to build a culture of you know of faith in our doctrine Mm-hmm. and not faith in Christ. And then we start to come up with all these rules with it. And you have to know where you stand. Do you stand mm-hmm. in this camp or this camp? And then these mm-hmm. camps argue with each other. And, and it, it gets, it, you know, it gets really um, frustrating to so many people mm-hmm. because, you know, it just becomes a bunch of rules. But it has nothing to do with grace. It has nothing to do with faith. And what we do is we build this culture within the church of these things, and we start to raise our kids in the same thing. We don't necessarily tell them these things, but we start to, I know for myself, I start to make the observations. And it just becomes about doing the right thing Mm -hmm. and not knowing and being with the right person. Yeah. And so, you know, I I just, you you know, I, I... and just to be, you know, straightforward about it, you know, as far as since I've, uh, since I kind of put it out there, I want to finish this, that it's not that a Roman Catholic, and I grew up in an area that's 98% Roman Catholic. It's not that a Roman Catholic cannot be a Christian, cannot mm-hmm. be saved by faith, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come from what the Roman Catholic Church teaches with, you know, with, with all of the necessities that are found in there. Mm-hmm. But I have found growing up in that 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 we can do the same thing as Protestants. We can say, well, salvation is by faith alone. Mm-hmm. But then the sanctification, you're grinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The yeah. sanctification part uh, becomes not by, by, it's not by faith. It's not, not by, from his grace, mm-hmm. but it becomes by works. Mm-hmm. So we do the same thing. It's natural to the flesh. So I think it's interesting that you would, you know, that you'd see that, that mm-hmm. you're just coasting. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as something that a lot of people struggle with, whether they know it or not? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think really in not to knock my church or my upbringing at all, but I think we can so easily swing from the side of wanting our kids to know Christ to then just teaching them facts. And that's where, like, I love the Awana program, but it becomes so much of, you know, you give kids an incentive by giving them fake money hmm. to memorize verses. Yeah. And so it's, it's the accomplishment rather than to know Christ. Right. And I think that balance in the Christian life is so hard. Right. It's impossible. You yeah. know, again, it takes Christ. And that's where, you know, I love my church at home. It's a church that I'll go back to. But to see the necessity of Christ is my life, I I didn't catch that growing up until I came to the hill. Mm. And so it's very much, you know, 
I need God, but that connection wasn't there of all of it in mm-hmm. a sense. It's like you need him for salvation, but you know, you need to know him, you need to pursue him. Um, and you do. Right. But that balance of, you know, walk by faith, right. knowing that the ability to walk comes from the Lord. That's right. It's you can't get Charlie told me I was going through a hard time in my life one time and Charlie told me this, Kelly, you can never get away from faith. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, th- I was so mad at first, you know, di- when I, I was more, I was disappointed because mm. I thought Charlie and, and all his education and his wisdom was about to really give me the, mm. you know, the checklist to go through, but he just made that statement. And, mm. but it, it really, you know, the Lord used that to, um, to challenge, mm-hmm. to make me think through, I couldn't get that out of my head mm-hmm. and to bring me back to that. He's the Lord's always faithful to bring mm-hmm. us back to him mm-hmm. and to understand that. Well, like Paul said, you know, in, in Galatians, uh, three, three, um, are you so foolish having begun by faith? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Mm-hmm. Colossians two, six, see, t- I mean, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him mm-hmm. and, you know and so that's you know the, i i appreciate you bringing us to this because you know this is what so many christians need to hear mm-hmm. you know we think that we think that salvation or our, our christianity has nothing there, there's nothing to sal- to christianity other than getting saved mm-hmm. and learning how to get others mm-hmm. saved yeah and you know it's and and everything else is to try to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. try to do the right things, mm-hmm. and we can't, like you said, we just can't. Mm-hmm. Paul said it in Romans, you know, chapter seven. There's nothing good in me that is in my flesh. The wishing is present, mm-hmm. we want to, but the doing of the good is not. And then mm-hmm. he goes on to talk that it's it's you know it's God's goodness to us in Christ mm-hmm. that makes this possible. Mm-hmm. So um, you say you didn't you really come to understand this till you came to his hill. Uh, was it during your first year? It definitely started in my first year. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Sure. You know it's it's um, Did you feel like when you got here that right away that you're hearing something that maybe you didn't hear before or are you hearing something more clear than you've heard before? In a lot of ways, yes. Okay. You know, I remember your class on Genesis okay. and just understanding the first three chapters and really the first 12 of, of Genesis right. and how um, influential that is in this, and it's a necessity in our Christian life to yeah. understand. And I think that that um, definitely had a huge kickoff for my first year and second year okay. to come back to that and, and realize that, yeah, I think, I think, well, the Christian life of being Christ in and through me, you know, as you emphasize through that and as God's word emphasizes more so, yeah. you know, it's not just you, sorry. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> so thank, thank yeah. the Lord. It's not just me. Yeah. 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 But I think that that really has been a process. It wasn't like an aha moment. Okay. Um, okay. And I think that has even been a challenge in second year as you see people, every, like the Lord works on people different at Bible mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of my um, two years at the Hill have been characterized by seeing the Lord's character and his faithfulness and my depravity and my, really my pride, my selfishness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in that, realizing how deep my pride is and how vast it is 
you know, it's not just one root that goes straight down deep that you can pull out, but there's all these branches that branch out to every part of me mm. and, and just having the Lord just one at a time, pick them out. And it, it's been so good. And I think that, you know, as, as we watch people at the Hill or in the Christian life and you, you watch them and they're just, they're on fire for the Lord and they love the Lord. And it's like, I want that. It's like, we should want that, but the Lord works on us at the right times. That's right. And, and understanding that, I forget who said it in one of our classes, like they have no more Jesus than you do. Yeah. You have everything in Christ. Right. He'll get you there. And I, I come back to uh, Philippians 1, 6, just as the Lord is faithful to complete the work that he has begun mm -hmm. and reminding myself of that, that it's not a one and done. You know, I won't walk away from Bible school perfected. I won't walk away from a class with Charlie perfected. Right. But the Lord's going to continue to work on me and continue to challenge me. And, and there's joy in that. Mm -hmm. I think that's been a huge thing in second year of learning that there's joy to be had in depending on the Lord. And, and I think as I went through um, first year and seeing, like I said, the Lord's character and his, just the way that he was faithful to his chosen people. Because the first semester we go through the Old Testament for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah. And in first year. In, yeah, in first year. And you see how his people rebel and they turn against him again and again and again. And he's right there and he disciplines them, but it's for their good. Mm. And, and you see the faithfulness of God. And after you see the faithfulness of God, I started to see the ways that I'm not faithful in really anything. And so then moving into second semester, being challenged that just in, in my, when I, like growing up, I thought of pride as when you're playing football or, or a sport and you get puffed up on yourself and it comes out in an outward rage or, or something like that. I thought of that as pride. Okay. And I never thought of pride as the way that I can look at you in the Christian life and think I'm better than you mm -hmm. and think I should have your role because I'm good enough mm. and really just being challenged and knocked off my horse continually through that semester. And then moving into second year, um, really just this last week reflecting on my second year and, and thinking about how I came into it thinking, yeah, last year I was humbled. This year is going to be great. Mm. You know, I can, walk in and, and lead these first years well. It's just, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't even like to think about the way I thought about it. Mm. And and thinking about my second year class and some of the ways I thought about them and thinking that I can um, lead them even. Mm. And the Lord just showing me, you bring nothing to the table. Mm. You bring nothing to the table but me. Mm. And, and at, that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm. And yet it's the Lord has been so good to show me that, yeah, it's hard to swallow, but it's for your good, that the Lord only gives us what's best because he wants what's best for us. And, and even though, you know, apologizing to people for things I said, and even things I just thought about them mm. was hard to see that there's joy in it. You know, I don't think we ever graduate from, that from mm -hmm. being humbled. I don't mm -hmm. think you'll ever understand the depth of your pride. And I know I still don't understand, like I said, those roots that go out and they branch out. 
how it's, you know, the way that I treat someone in a relationship and I'm selfish for them or I'm um, just my own desires, how quickly I think about myself. You know, you think of the definition of humility. It's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking less of, yeah, just less about yourself. Mm. Um, and are thinking about yourself less. And yeah, yeah. And I think that the Lord has been so good just to show me that I need him Mm. and I continue to need him every minute of every day. And, and really how my pride has shown itself in its, in my attitude and the way that I respond to people. And man, it's, it's been a challenge. Mm. It's been hard. And I think second year is hard because it's, seems to be more isolating is how people describe it and because you're different in schedule from first years and it's great Mm. it it forced me to be with the lord Mm. to not rely on the community that's here which is incredible right it's great it's a huge part of being at bible school but if i get the community and miss christ Mm -hmm. you'll always look for the community and not christ exactly yeah and so, yeah, so many of our alumni will give testimony to that, mm-hmm. you know, that the Lord did a legitimate work in their life while here. Mm-hmm. And then they, they leave and they have to go through a little bit of valley time, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it, to come to that, to realize, okay, what the Lord did in my heart was what the Lord did. It's mm-hmm. not the, he used the community, but it's not the community. It's mm-hmm. him. And uh, to one to some extent, one way or another, most of our alumni, including myself, have had to go through that mm-hmm. uh, because it's so. Again, it's just so simple for us to miss. And that's why Paul said he was afraid that we mm-hmm. would be led astray from the simplicity and purity of Christ. Yeah, you know. And so, uh, I I appreciate what you're saying. You know, and how many times you brought up the word uh, joy mm-hmm. in the context of not exactly easy things. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I think that's one reason why Christians have such a hard time with thinking through the beginning of James. You know, consider it all joy mm-hmm. when you encounter various trials. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to we're going to have a hard time with that passage if we don't understand the the context of what what joy is and where joy is found mm-hmm. like you're saying. Yeah. Um, because I, I know from, you know, experience of teaching James for years that believers will want to put their own definition in mm-hmm. for what joy is mm-hmm. in order to rationa- rationale how they're supposed to uh, justify the way they handle trials. Mm. And, you know, they'll say things like, well, you know, joy is not an emotion, but you do a word study and joy is an emotion. Mm-hmm. So well what you know what's he getting at well we gotta like you're saying to understand that there's i bring nothing i like how you said i bring nothing to the table but him mm-hmm. you know jesus says apart from me you can do nothing mm-hmm. you know um again paul says there's nothing good in me mm-hmm. and he also said it's no longer i who live but mm-hmm. christ and so we do have to come around to this 
at some point in our walk with the Lord, we've got to come around to this fact that this life we've been created for has, it's, it's not about us. Mm-hmm. So when we look at this joy passage, consider all joy. Now we, and now if we're living in the, in the context of life is about me, now I've got to rectify this. Mm-hmm. How do I consider it joy? Mm-hmm. You know, so it must not be what, you know, it must not be an emotion. No, wait a minute. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But the joy is found with Christ, mm-hmm. you know, not with my circumstances. Yeah. And, and so when our, when our life is not determined or governed by our circumstances, we're, we be there, we, we learn what true freedom is mm. that Christ is my life. Christ is my joy. You know, he's getting rid of And then just to complete that thought from James, that, you know, consider all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance mm-hmm. have its perfect result that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, just to cut to the chase, consider it all joy with Jesus because the Lord's using these trials mm-hmm. to get rid of what is not Jesus, mm-hmm. to leave you only with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so he is our joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that's that's why you can see people who who are abiding in Christ, go through some of the things that they go through. And, and though they'll testify that it's difficult, it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's not something they yearn for, but they'll give testimony. And, and, and more so we give testimony to the fact that we watch these people who are confident in Christ, who are abiding in him and they're living in a way that is not normal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's unexplainable mm-hmm. because it's miraculous. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. And, you know, and that's what we've been saved for, for what is not normal for the flesh, but it's normal for Christ. Therefore, it should be normal mm. for the Christian. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that very much. Um, so the, the second year, you know, that's, so it's, it's been, it is a different year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it takes some adjustment yep. uh, because, you know, you're not, like you said, you're not part of the whole community like you were. You still are, but yes. not like you were. Yes. And, uh, and that can be sometimes a struggle for mm-hmm. our second years, you know, because they find that, and I really, I think, I appreciate how you said it too, they find that they're not, it, basically what they're learning is that this is not what I planned on it being. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and, and that's a great lesson to learn, mm-hmm. you know, it, to, to go throughout, through life, to go into life, understanding that, mm-hmm. okay, this, you know, the problem is always me mm-hmm. and, and, and the Lord is not living according to my image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, it's for me to live in his image by his enabling so you'll find, and, and, you know, you'll find that at the end of the second year, wow, this was a good year because the Lord had his way. Yeah. Not because I was able to figure out a way to make it be the way I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I can attest to that too, you know, coming to the second year and, and expecting to be able to connect with first years. Well, that was my desire. Yeah. And realizing it's really hard. When you, you have homework and, and work days and they quickly connect because they're in class together. Yeah. And it's nothing on them. They be in the first years. Yeah. They, they be yeah. in the first years. It, it's nothing on them. Right. But my expectation was of something else. Right. And 
that was hard. Mm. And, and yet to see the Lord work through it, you know, and, and a lot of it too is like, I almost didn't come back after Christmas break. Really? Yeah. And just considering it because I was discouraged uh, with my inability, my inability, first mistake to connect with people, to treat people like they deserve to be treated Mm because they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I was discouraged, Hmm. but I was discouraged because I wasn't fixed on Christ. And, and yet I was at home when I was considering it and realizing that if I didn't come back, I knew I'd regret it. Hmm. And I knew I wouldn't see what the Lord had for this semester, but I'd be sitting at home working and wishing I was at Bible school with my friends learning from God's word. And I think there'll be times where I will wish that after I leave the hill, but yet, you know, to there's no better place to be than where the Lord has you. Mm. And if I would have stayed home, it would have been where I wanted to be. Mm. And just to see the Lord redeem that this semester and teach me that that again was my pride because I was focusing on myself thinking that I knew it was best and I knew it would be easier. And I think that, you know, as humans, we have the desire to be individuals, to go our own way. And I, and I think for guys, especially, it's so hard for us to let go of that, Mm -hmm. that desire to, I'm going to do it my way in my time. Right. And the Lord has been so good to gently, but firmly, show me that I don't know anything. Hmm. And and I think what's cool is you see it with Paul too. And as he continues to grow in the Lord, he continues to show more humility hmm. and not count himself as more because he knows more. And and I think we often idolize Paul or different characters in the Bible because they knew the Lord. You know, they wrote half the New Testament, but they had no more Jesus than we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just so cool to see the Lord prove that, prove that he's working in me. Mm -hmm. And it's really regardless of what people see, what the Lord is doing as like they watch me and like, I see this, that he just messed up in. How does, how does he say he's a Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, but Mm -hmm. that's not the measure of my life in Christ. You know, that's right. That's me apart from Christ. Right. And and to not get I dwell on things. <laughs> but to not dwell on my mess ups and the things that I do apart from Christ, but to come back to Christ and say, nah, he's redeemed that. We have a God of redemption who mm-hmm. saved us mm-hmm. and wants us to walk in the life that he provides. Mm-hmm. And and that like we go back to joy. That's the joy that we have. Mm-hmm. to know that that doesn't define us. That's right. You know, and really just through my life, seeing the Lord redeem my choices and redeem my pride and myself. And it just blows my mind. Mm. You know, it leaves me just praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, I can look at the things that I look at the Christian life and it's a balance. It's a point of tension, Charlie says. Mm. And I'm like, I can't. And yet, praise the Lord. That's what's great. Yeah, that's where my joy comes from because it's not me. That's right. It 
takes the weight off. Yeah. And you'll find, too, that, and, and probably have already come to realize this, that the Lord is so faithful to what you're saying. He's faithful to himself in you. Mm. And that's what we were created for. Mm-hmm. And only there will that joy be realized because that's what we were made for. Yeah. Is his faithfulness to himself in us, his image in us, yeah. by his living in us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's it's never been about us. It's always been about him. He simply allows us to live in who it's all about. Mm-hmm. And and you know what a privilege that is for us. So he he continues to to teach us. You know, he's faithful. But what what we what I was going to say is what you you what you will probably find if you haven't already found is that he's faithful to te- keep teaching you the same lesson mm-hmm. because really that's where that contention is. Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to abide in Christ or abide in us? Mm-hmm. And he will he will keep teaching. I mean, I look at the children of Israel, and he's so faithful to the nation of Israel to keep teaching them the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know that this this is about me. Obey me, be with me, know me. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Isaiah, in the first chapter, he says, this is the problem. They don't know me. And it's, it's really sad the way it reads. Let me grab my Bible real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but it's, it's so applicable. As a matter of fact, I'm about to do a quick reminder on this. Uh, actually, at this time, I haven't recorded it yet, but it'll probably be posted before this mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh this interview but anyway in the beginning of isaiah he says this uh listen O heavens and hear O earth for the people uh, for the lord speaks sons i have reared and brought up so it's you know, this is so these are his people he has reared them he has brought them up he has trained them but they have revolted against me uh as let's say an ox knows its owner and a donkey its master's manger but here in verse three it says but israel does not know my people do not understand and i think it's 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 such a sad statement but one that i can identify with that they these are his people mm-hmm. he has reared them but they don't know him mm-hmm. and so that's the problem and then you know we get to hebrews same thing he says uh in chapter um in chapter eight he says that all will know me Mm. And see, that's the, so this is the thing that he's working, he's working out of us mm-hmm. and working us toward mm-hmm. and, and knowing him. Mm-hmm. So he's faithful. He's faithful with that. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he loves us so much. He'll take us through the valleys. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes he'll drag us through the valleys because mm-hmm. that's what's required. Yeah. Um, but, but we need that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we can all look back over the, the hard times whether they're big hard times or everyday things that we struggle, you know, through mm-hmm. whatever that day is, that we find it's in those times when we are fixed on Jesus mm-hmm. that become really the richest times of our life and the most profitable times mm-hmm. of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, now, Ben, you are you're not finished here. You're, yeah. you're you're done with the second year. At the end of this week on Thursday, you'll be given your certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not done. No. What's what's the next step? What's the next thing? Yeah, I guess I'll be here for summer camp. I'll be a counselor. Um, Were you here last summer? I was not. Okay. No, I went home and worked. Okay. So, 
Yeah, I'll be here for summer camp as a counselor, and then I'll actually be here as maintenance intern for the next year. That's right. And uh, what was the process of that? What, what did the Lord work? Was that an easy decision for you to make? No, it was, it was definitely a challenge. Um, and I think even there, you know, what the Lord has taught me in second year to wait on him and rely on him, even when I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And even when it seems like I know what's best, but yeah, just, I was praying about it and, and seeking what the Lord would have because my option was to go home and jump back in with work where I was, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, the possibility of staying here. I hadn't talked to Charlie and, um, I think I often struggle with, you know, what's my desire and what's what the Lord would have. And again, like I said, dwelling on things, trying to sort through that. And so really my thought process was, Lord, what do you have? And whatever you have, will you bring it about? And yeah, so I'd been praying about it. And um, then I had a couple staff members ask me if I'd even consider it just out of the blue. And so I told them, that I'd been thinking about it and somehow you found out and uh, you asked me about it. And that was, that was even challenging for me because I'd, I'd made up my mind. I had made up my mind that I was just going to sit there and be quiet and, and give it to the Lord, which is, I was fine with that. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And you challenged me, just go talk to Charlie. And I thought about it and then you caught me again. I said, go talk to Charlie. Why haven't you? And, um, and so I, yeah, I mentioned to Charlie to be interested in it and, and you knew this, but he'd already thought about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we'd love to have you. And I was like, here I'd been thinking about it the whole time, mm-hmm. stressing over it. And the Lord knew what he was doing. And another thing that the Lord has taught me through second year is just that the Lord is sufficient for me in all things. Mm-hmm. And going to Israel, we, um, we're in the valley of the shadow of death and just reading right, Psalm. Right, second years went to Israel this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Just reading Psalm 23 and seeing that the Lord is our shepherd. He's sufficient for us. And I'd heard the Psalm a hundred times growing up. Mm. But to really connect it and see that the Lord is sufficient for me in all things. Mm. He's the good shepherd. And, and it was just another example of how the Lord knows what he's doing and I don't. Mm. And I, I so quickly, you know, as soon as I start to worry about something, as soon as I start to get stuck on something, which the Lord gave us a mind to think, it's good, but am I giving it to the Lord? Am I resting in the fact that he'll guide me? You know, if I give my plans to him, he'll establish my ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's very cool to see him work in that. Mm. Amen. Well, I'm looking forward to you being here uh, another year mm-hmm. and uh, spending some time with you and getting to know you better. Ben, I appreciate you sitting down with me and, and giving us this time. Again, I know it's a crazy week and trying to work out the schedule and all. So we actually are doing this recording a different time than we usually do them because it's just because the schedule is just how it works. So anyway, thanks so much for spending the time and uh, making the time, spending the time and for uh, being clear, you know, that... Christ is your sufficiency. Christ is your joy. And uh, thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for tuning in to the His Hill podcast. You've been listening to our host, Kelly Doherty, and one of our current students, Ben Bergman. 
We hope you enjoyed hearing from Ben this week and that his testimony was uplifting to you. Somehow it has been eight months since everyone came to the hilltop in September, and now it is somehow time to say goodbye. This school year has been beautiful through and through. We are all incredibly grateful to God for the time we had together this year and praise Him for the gift of knowing one another. Please pray for our new alumni that they will continue to let Him live and that they always remember that the God of His Hill is the same God that will go with them to Washington, Manitoba, England, and beyond. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. He is worthy. Thanks again for listening to the His Hill podcast today. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.